Hi, you're listening to A Moment of Calm, a podcast for burnt-out high achievers and busy professionals where we talk about common situations and experiences that might be causing you stress, overwhelm, anxiety, or mental and emotional challenges. We explore how you can address these with a series of micro-habit changes, belief shifts, and simple aligned action-taking so that you can experience more moments of calm in your day-to-day. My name's Michelle and I'm a qualified counsellor, entrepreneur, author, speaker and owner of Mental Health Marketplace, Calm Cabana, which supports you to take control of your own mental health and well-being and support you to create more inner calm, reduce your stress and strengthen your resilience from the inside out. So let's get into today's episode. Hello everybody, welcome back to A Moment of Calm. I'm Michelle, your host, and today is going to be a little bit more of a personal episode about me. I am going to provide a little bit of an honest update about what's been going on for me over the past few months, juggling all of the things, but how I'm I guess able to do it in a more calm, capable and confident way than, you know, maybe I would have in the past. There's definitely a lot of tools and supports and mindset perspectives that I've been really consciously and intentionally putting in place to support myself through this very challenging and busy season of my life. So I'm going to dive into all that's been going on and then also talk a little bit about what I've been doing to support myself throughout this period. And I guess I might even summarize these into maybe like the five biggest things that have made a difference for me in being able to keep cool, calm and connected and collected over the past three and a bit months. But before I do, I just wanted to mention that this episode is brought to you by my new online group program. It's a mini mind over 90 days for ambitious but exhausted women who are ready to step into a more calm, capable and confident version of themselves across work, family and life. And It is brought to you because this has been another thing that I have been growing, another little baby that I have been growing over the past few months and I'm so excited to finally have it out in the world. It is an idea that I have had in my head since, oh my gosh, over 18 months now since the inception of Calm Cabana began and I really started to think about how I wanted to support people to find more mental well-being, more self-care, more inner calm in their lives and the, I guess, down load for this just came straight away and I knew what it was that I wanted to support people with in the sense of doing the deeper work, the more transformative, longer lasting work that comes from shifting who you are and how you're showing up so that your life ends up reflecting that and everything shifts. So the Calm Collective is all about that, basically how you can start to create more calm in your life, to expand your capacity, to feel more capable, to hold and manage more of what you have going on in your life without losing it, having Mendy B's, burning out, you know, being overstimulated and snapping at your kids, whatever it might be that's not really working for you right now. This is a supportive, intimate group to be able to guide you and assist you to make some of these deeper shifts in your life. 
So if you are someone that finds yourself being reactive or short-tempered or maybe tapped out and then feeling guilty about it, maybe you love your work, family, and life, but you'd really just love the daily grind to be a bit more calm, present, and joyful. Maybe you feel stretched across work and family and like you're never really giving 100% to either. Or you might even be a little bit like me. Sometimes you can put on a confident front and look like you're holding things together on the outside, but you might be secretly struggling to hold it all together on the inside. And maybe you just want to better manage your time. You want to stop blocking yourself from that full sense of productivity and presence and potential that you know is possible for you. Or maybe you get stuck comparing yourself. And this is so common, you know, comparing yourself to the school mums, to the successful colleagues, or the put together friends, or the, you know, boss mums on Instagram. And you secretly wish that you could really be able to function just as well as them. If any of that stands out to you, if you're nodding your head, then the Calm Collective is for you because this is all about what we start working on shifting and guiding you into, you know, showing up as that capable, calm, confident version of yourself. So in this program, we look at your coping capacity. We look at expanding your coping skills so you can effectively manage the mental load so you can feel less reactive and more responsive. We look at aligned action and how you can identify your core values that spark purpose, fulfillment, and joy in your work and your life so you can start to create healthy boundaries and take action in line with what matters most to you. We look at leading yourself, self-leadership, and this is so important around making decisions from a place of inner trust self-love and leadership so you show up as that best version of yourself and can positively impact your work children relationships life all of the things and then we look at mindful momentum where you can craft a supportive and personalized calm contract to lean on when the chaos inevitably shows up because it does that is life and you can create long-lasting habits and purposeful change that is actually going to stick Okay, we want this long-term, deeper work to shift, not just those in-the-moment surface-level supports and strategies that, look, we'll cover those too. We'll talk about all of those things you can do in the moment, but what this program does and what I really want to guide you to, to do and implement is this deeper work. And then you're obviously also going to have a community, a collective of women, connection, co-regulation with this small group and they're going to really have your back as you implement and practice this new way of being and that's why it's called the calm collective it's about bringing together a collective of women that are doing the same work that are like-minded that have your back and that co-regulation is so important feeling like you've got that sense of a village that sense of people being on your team some cheerleaders around you and you can access that peer coaching from them and also that professional coaching and guidance from me and we do all of that within a group voxer container so you're going to get instant and regular coaching support so you can basically drop in whenever you want pull your phone out drop a voice note drop a text into the group voxer and someone's going to be there to be able to support you straight away Um, I'm in there all the time I'm always hanging out on voxer uh, but so will the group okay so you are able to get support in the moment you don't have to wait for the monthly zoom call you don't have to wait for your hot seat that might only come you know once in the whole program none of that's happening here I really have consciously made this a supportive high touch group where you can access support ongoing and regularly to be able to make these profound shifts and move through the limiting beliefs as they pop up you know manage situations and spot fires as they show up in life 
Okay, so you get that group boxer. You also get access to my four module video training of the Calm Code, which is those four modules that I was just talking about. You also get access to my self-care template bundle, which has over 20 template PDFs that support you with your goals, your habits, and how to schedule more successfully for yourself. And we're also going to do monthly calm circles where we'll get together on Zoom once a month. And we're going to go through meditation, uh, oracle cards, EFT tapping, intention setting, belief shifting, all of that juicy, good spiritual stuff to give you that dose of self-care, recharge your battery and support you as you move through this. An absolute little self-care haven. And you are also going to get a little calming goodie bag that I'm going to post out to you as well when you join, which is going to be full of some of our Calm Cabana products, our most popular best-selling products, which you do not want to miss out on. Then there's also a painful bonus where you will get access to my mini training, the Calm Calendar, which is really all about supporting you to up-level your schedule and structure your schedule in a way that considers your unique energy management and creates basically a calm calendar. We're ditching that to-do list that freaks you out every morning and I want you to wake up on Monday morning with a smile on your face for the week ahead. So you get that for free when you join as a painful member. And I also have a fast action bonus. So when you join within 48 hours of hearing about this, as of now, when you hear about this episode, do not delay because you'll also get a calm contract private boxer hour with me and we're going to go through what is the biggest block that is currently preventing you from you know that calm lifestyle that you crave what is blocking the calm and we are going to get to the root of this and start shifting it for you and then look at setting up what your goals are going to be over our next 90 days together so this is going to be super powerful to get you started it's worth over 297 dollars in itself it's like a private coaching session with me and you're going to get that as a bonus when you sign up within the next 48 hours so when you hear this episode go to the link in the bio check it out Choose what you would like to sign up for. There's the full payment option with the Calm Calendar bonus or there's a part payment option over four months so you can spread the payment and that's just more accessible and affordable as well for you. So I'm very, very excited to bring this out to you. I hope that if this podcast speaks to you, if I speak to you, if anything that I do in the Calm Cabana world speaks to you and you are feeling like you need this kind of support for the remainder of 2023 and to step into a bigger, better 2024 where you are feeling that calm, capable, confident version of yourself, then this is the program that you need to be in. And I would be so honored to be able to support you with that. So you'll find the link in the show notes. You can go and click that and it'll give you all of the info all of the inclusions and how you can set up which payment option you would like and you will be in the collective and we will be getting started in November so this is the first beat around it's a uh, reduced price as well it's going to go up in future rounds and it is very limited with space I'm keeping this very small and intimate so that we can do this deep work together and have a really powerful connection and co-regulation container where people don't get lost or forgotten about or able to hide <laughs> and we can all really support each other in the best way possible. So these spots will go and the payment prices will increase over time as well when I do run this in the future. So that's enough about that, but I am so excited to birth this into the world. It is one of the things that I've been working on over the past three months, getting it all ready to rumble and present it out to all of you. So I would be uh, so, so excited to have you in that program. But without further ado, let's move on to all the other goodness that I've been working on and uh, managing over the last few months and um, how it's all been kind of working for me and sometimes not working for me. 
Okay, so just to set the scene a little bit for people that don't know me, who don't follow me, who haven't really been in my world for very long, and maybe you've just come across this podcast, maybe this is the first episode you've ever listened to. I am Michelle. I am a serial entrepreneur, qualified counselor, coach, author, speaker, mama, and I now have my newly developed brand, Calm Cabana, which is a mental health focused brand that provides products, supports, and services for people to enhance their mental well-being, self-care, and inner calm. And that is really what I'm focused on working on now. It's an amalgamation and accumulation of all of my skills that I've learned to date, uh, my counseling experience, my master's in psychology, all of the hundreds of clients that I've counseled and supported over the years, my business experience running a global successful brand, uh, e-commerce, writing a book, (laughs) supporting people, all of those things. This is really what I love to do, helping people to step into their full potential, to realize their full potential, to be able to show up as their best selves, uh, whatever that looks like in the current season that they're in, and really feel like they're able to live life in that present joyful way. And that's really where the birth of Calm Cabana came. It sort of came from this urge of me wanting to get back to my roots around mental health and supporting people in that space but it also came from more of a personal aspect of me needing to downsize my life a little bit. I was taking on far too much and I had a very young baby at the time around um, nearly two years ago now 18 months to two years ago, had a six-month-old baby who decided sleep was for the week and she would want to wake up every one to two hours at night and I was exclusively breastfeeding as well. So mum life was very much the priority and taking a lot of time and energy from me that I couldn't necessarily spend on other avenues that I had been used to spending my time on before becoming a mum. And so I had to make a decision and I think I talk about this in the very first episode of the podcast where I had like a pivotal moment where I realized that something really needed to change and I needed to make some shifts about how much I was carrying. And, you know, I talk about this sense of the backpack of life and the backpack that you're carrying on your shoulders and how heavy that's starting to feel for you when you start putting far too many things in the backpack that maybe don't need to be there. Or, you know, you're allowing to weigh you down in one way or another and not really able to manage that load. So I had got to that point and the decision to start Calm Cabana was really one to be able to pare down and bring together all of my different skills that up until then I had kind of been um, dividing into different areas. Okay, so I was still running my successful e-commerce business. I had a craft box business that I was running as well on the side, which had done really well throughout COVID, where basically you pick a craft item that you want to make, like a piece of pottery or a candle or whatever it might be. And we ship out all of the different little materials that you need and a video tutorial of how to make that particular thing. So that obviously went off in COVID because everyone was stuck at home. And that's exactly the reason I decided to start that business because it was the perfect opportunity. Uh, and so I was doing a lot and Calm Cabana was sort of starting to brew on top of also raising my daughter and looking after her. Uh, We had also 
recently purchased a house at that time and we had made the decision to do a full house renovation which my partner has taken on the bulk of that obviously because we had a small child and there was really not a lot that I could do at that time other than help pick tiles and paint colors and you know more of the fun stuff Um, so he had really taken that renovation on himself and that was kind of his project and his mental load to manage around his work Um, And so we did both have a lot going on, you know, new parenting, house renovation, and then work around that as well. So I decided to pare down. I have talked about that in previous episodes, so I won't take up too much time on this episode talking about that. But over the past sort of 18 months since that sort of pivotal moment where I decided something needed to change, I've really pushed all of my energy from a work perspective into Calm Cabana. And I've been working on growing that around raising my daughter full time. We don't have daycare at the moment. I am technically like a stay at home mum with my daughter and I run my business on the side as well. And then my partner also runs his own business and he's also been managing like the bulk of the renovation and doing a lot of the work himself as well. Um, He's become very handy with the tools and things like that and has learned so much to kind of be able to do a lot of it himself, which is really awesome and has been helpful in terms of saving money with tradies and things like that. Uh, But he's also been basically in charge of organizing tradies and making it all click along. So we've both kind of had our own things to be managing and that's worked well for us in the sense of we both know what we're focusing on that kind of brings us together as a cohesive team overall that the house is getting done, our child's being looked after, we're you know bringing in income and that's kind of all making our world click. Fast forward to the last three months, um, we found out we were pregnant. Uh, it's I'm nearly 15 weeks now, so yeah, a few months ago now, and we basically were towards the tail end of our house renovation. The only major things we had left were some upstairs painting, getting the new carpet in, getting the walk-in wardrobes fitted, which had to wait for the carpet, and then landscaping like our backyard so those were kind of like the big major things that needed to be done so my partner was focused on like making sure the painting was done and the carpet could go in and the walk-in wardrobes could then go in and that was sort of off in his world I didn't focus my attention on that too much once I had found out I was pregnant uh, I was actually really unwell I was getting morning sickness from about five weeks and it has really lasted up until almost now, like really only the last week I've been feeling relatively normal throughout the day. And that was a very different experience for me for me than with my daughter. I actually didn't have much sickness with her at all. I remember sort of week nine and 10 with her were pretty rough. Like I struggled to eat. I was feeling quite nauseous and, you know, nothing kind of sounded appetizing but with this pregnancy it's pretty much been 24 7 consistently I never got to the point where I was vomiting so I didn't have any like real serious morning sickness but it was just this constant feeling of nausea where just constantly feeling like I was going to be sick and if I went too long without eating my whole body would just be like whoop nope And what's really difficult about that is just being able to function generally when you constantly feel like you're going to be sick. 
and you constantly have this like uneasiness about you on top of the fatigue that can come with that first trimester it's like such a deep fatigue and one of the reasons I knew I was probably pregnant is before I had done the test I was putting my daughter to sleep around eight o'clock and normally I'd put her down and get back up and go and do some bits and pieces do some work until maybe like 10 o'clock and I was accidentally falling asleep every night like once I'd put her down and I'd wake up at like 11 o'clock just randomly I'm like oh my gosh I just fell asleep and this was happening nearly every night and it was like an accident like I'd close my rest my eyes close my eyes for a second and I'd already slept for three hours and that's when I started to think oh I could be pregnant here because this is just not like normal fatigue or tiredness for me and that has really continued I've had to go to bed at you know eight o'clock with my daughter pretty much every night since I found out it's only the last week I've felt like I can function beyond that 8 p.m. time slot and I can even go through her nap without napping myself. I was like sleeping every opportunity that I got over the past few months because I felt so unwell and so tired. I was also having a lot of pregnancy insomnia, which I am still having, where I'm basically waking up nearly every sleep cycle and there's times when I wake up and I can't get back to sleep my mind's just sort of switched on and yeah like it's not that I'm worrying about anything or there's nothing like on my mind it's just definitely like a pregnancy related symptom of just waking up and not really feeling like I'm able to get back to sleep the issue that I had with that earlier on was that every time I would wake up I'd get that sense of hunger or sickness and feel like I was going to have to run to the bathroom So I would have like bananas and protein snacks and things in the drawer next to my bed because I'd have to eat something every time I woke up just to put something in my stomach so that I didn't vomit everywhere. Um, Sorry if that's like TMI for people if they struggle listening to stories about that. But yeah, that's what helped me to get through the nights. And my daughter thankfully has been sleeping through the night since I found out I was pregnant. I ended up fully weaning her from breastfeeding, which I think was a big part of her nightful wakes. She just used that as a crutch to get back to sleep. And once I found out I was pregnant, I really wanted to start moving her on from that and have that little bit of a break before I moved into potentially breastfeeding my second child. So um, once we managed to wean her, it was like a miracle, like brand new child. And she just started sleeping through the night. And it's been, I don't even know now, like at least two and a half months straight of sleeping through the night like there's been a couple of nights where she's kind of woken and been a bit teary because she might be a bit disoriented but she'll go back to sleep and the majority of the nights if she does wake she just rolls back over and falls asleep so that's been really helpful for me in the sense of even though I'm not sleeping great myself I'm still not having to wake up to a baby I'm not having to like feel like my sleep's being disturbed or I'm in like some sort of sleep deprivation because of something else it's more just my body clock and I'm able to work with that pretty well like I'm not feeling as tired because my body's just kind of doing its own thing at the moment and I've definitely noticed over the last few weeks the gaps in my wakes are getting longer so I'm sleeping like three or four hours rather than you know waking every 90 minutes so I can definitely see that that's starting to improve And I had this with my daughter as well. So I know that the second trimester is usually 
a lot better for me. My insomnia usually resolves and it does show its head again towards the very end. And I think that can be common, you know, towards the very end of your pregnancy where, you know, you're starting to wonder, oh, is today today? Is today the day? And you can start to feel a lot of kicks at night and, and all of that. And sometimes it can be a little bit harder to sleep, especially if you're quite uncomfortable. Yeah, I was battling a lot of nausea, a lot of fatigue, and what that kind of meant for me during the day, trying to look after a toddler with no daycare is I was sort of spending a lot of time just resting and on the couch and trying to take it pretty easy where I could. And then when I had moments of relief, I was able to do things like take her to the park and push through and just made sure like I had snacks with me and things like that that I had backup in case I started to feel sick and go, would go on walks in the fresh air or I'd walk down to the local cafe and we'd get some hot chips together because literally hot chips have got me through the last month. Like the amount of money I have spent on hot chips, I don't even want to know. Like they have literally been life. It's, you know, just one of those things. I think like potato, it's just one of those things, potato and carbs, like I think get people through the first trimester um so yeah I definitely owe a lot to the existence of hot chips but that is uh fading I have gone days and days without hot chips um so I'm definitely starting to see a shift but what I found really difficult about the last three months is just that sense of not being able to function like I normally would everything felt a lot harder everything has felt like more of an effort just doing the dishes or like getting up and cleaning bits and pieces or putting the clothes away like everything just felt like heavy and like oh gotta do that I gotta go do that oh I haven't done that yet and like you just have this sense of wanting to just lay on the couch and rest and like I just wish I could sleep all day but when you have a toddler like (laughs) you can't whereas in my first pregnancy with her I was able to chill out whenever I wanted I could go to bed early I could nap for three hours in the day and like it just didn't really matter so I have had that sense of just having to push through a lot more with this pregnancy and uh, I think many people that, that have two kids or more kids can relate to that as well that you know, it's just not the same experience and that's okay. You've just got to do what you can. And I think for me, it was very much letting my expectations drop of what I was able to achieve as a parent, as a business owner. I just didn't have the capacity and the energy to take on more than like one key thing each day. And I think I shared a podcast episode about this where like, a little hack that I found really helpful was just having one core goal that I tried to achieve each day. And if I could get that done, then that was like a bonus for me. So I think one key thing for me throughout this period has been allowing rest. Like that would be one really important thing that is hard for people to do, you know, slowing down and resting and you feel very unproductive sitting on the couch or watching people around you doing stuff and you don't really you know, feel like you have the capacity to do the same sorts of things. And it's just giving yourself some grace that, you know, you're growing a baby. And even if you're not growing a baby, that sometimes you just need rest, you need downtime to recharge. And it's so important. And it is actually such a productive thing to be able to do so that you can come back to all of the things you need to do from a place of feeling at full capacity, full charge, and, you know, showing up better for yourself and everyone else as well. So, I did do a lot of resting and it was hard at times to like allow that for myself. But looking back, 
it was so crucial to getting me through and like being able to then get up and do the things that I was doing. Then I think another thing that really helped me was asking for help. And again, this can be a tough one for people that you want to try and do everything yourself. But in this season for me, you know, I'm looking after a toddler full time who is very, very active. Like, I don't think she, like, she doesn't sit down for more than five seconds. Um, Growing a baby where I feel sick and tired, trying to run a business that's, you know, getting orders and I'm putting podcast episodes out and I'm working on an online program and I'm trying to grow my brand and my presence and things like that. And managing a house renovation, you know, we had tradies coming in and out. We were sort of navigating baby naps around tradie equipment drills and stuff going off and all of that, as well as just like general house stuff, like keeping the house in order, making sure there's groceries, having dinner, all of that sort of stuff. I think asking for help, even in the things that I would have normally been able to do without a problem or that are normally like the things that I would manage helped me to kind of lighten the mental load and the physical load and to not be afraid just to say to people, look, clearly at the moment, I'm not at the top of my game. Like I'm growing a baby I've got um sickness or whatever and I'm not going to be able to get to this or would you be able to help me out with this thing today uh leaning on my parents a lot more especially with my daughter so um getting more support from them throughout the last few months my mom helps to watch my daughter a couple of days a week so I can do some focused work and that's just been gold for me beyond the last three months but especially over the last few months because It's given me just that space to think and focus on like the work stuff that needs to get done and kind of just tick off all the boxes so that when I go back to everyday life, I don't have to worry so much about work and there's a bit of a lighter load on my shoulders or in my backpack, so to speak. And so, yeah, just being honest with people around me when I need a hand or when I'm not able to do something and just managing my own expectations around what I can achieve And also everyone else's expectations around what I can achieve because sometimes, you know, people can kind of forget you're pregnant or they can forget that you might be struggling or maybe you don't tell people that, you know, it's getting a bit on top of you or you're struggling. Like I talked about earlier, like maybe you're secretly struggling and you put on this amazing front on the outside that you've got this and, you know, you're gliding through life when on the inside you're actually like... (laughs) you know, one toy, standing on one toy away from completely losing it. So I think that if you can ask for help uh, when you need it, even if it's just on really simple things, it can just make such a huge difference to managing the load that you're carrying. And in different busy seasons of life, I think that becomes even more crucial to have supports around you. And if you don't feel like you have those supports, it's where can you maybe start building those and reach out to people you know for me even just having like mum friends that I've met since moving to this area that I can talk to in the chat uh, like I don't necessarily need them to be doing anything for me but just being there and knowing I have people that I can lean on if I need to is just really supportive for me and you know a big part of why I've created this online program as well because I want to be able to provide that sense of like co-regulation and that sense that people have a place to belong and access support when they need it and curate that for people because I know a lot of women out there don't have that sense of a village and don't necessarily have supports that they can lean on. And then I think one of the hardest things for me that I've found like upon reflection and just conversations I've had with like friends and business friends and things has been like this massive shift in my 
capacity, I guess, or my ability to output. I'm so used to being like super duper productive, getting things done. Like I'll have an idea and I'll execute it or like I'm on top of stuff because I've been so used to like managing my schedule and managing competing demands for so long and putting supports in place to keep myself like calm and regulated as much as possible throughout that but when you are growing another baby for me like the sickness and the unexpected sickness as well I think I was expecting it to be like my first pregnancy and it has been a lot more debilitating like I'm going to share a post about this but I was um, looking back on my first trimester with my daughter and I wrote a book and published a book in my first trimester. Like, what the hell? (laughs) It's amazing. And this trimester, I feel like I've done diddly squat. I feel like I've literally laid on the couch watching like Miss Rachel with my daughter. And kind of looking back on that, I'm okay with that now. Like, I think there was parts of me that felt guilty or like lazy, but then I was like, you know what? Like, you're not going to be writing a novel every time you have a baby you know it's like different seasons again different experiences and I really had to get okay with just the capacity that I've had over the past few months and that that's much lower than my normal functioning capacity and so it's just been like kind of reconciling that with myself and not beating myself up for not being able to do things I would normally be able to do I've felt like I guess my health and my daughter have taken the priority and business has had to slow down a little bit or I've had to put things to the side that I normally would have been able to do. I have had to say no to things that I would have loved to be able to do. I have, um, I had a TED talk. I wrote about this on Instagram, but I had a TED talk that I'd signed up for and I was accepted into the next round and I ended up having to decline just because of the commitments that they required from me over the next sort of six months and it's just not feasible for me you know while I'm in this pregnancy and um, you know going to have all sorts of appointments and things coming up and also trying to navigate around my daughter as well so there's just been decisions that I've need to, needed to make around where my priorities lie and my health and the health of my baby and the health of my daughter and her well-being always a number one and that sometimes means that you have to let other things slide a little bit you have to drop balls I guess that aren't necessarily a priority and you might have heard of like glass balls and plastic balls and sometimes we have to decide which ones are the glass at the moment and can't be dropped and which ones are just plastic and they're going to be all good on the ground for a little while (laughs) Um, so I think that's another thing like if you are in a very busy season of life and you might feel like you're even in survival mode or treading water or like just trying to get through each day It's kind of being kind to yourself and giving yourself grace that your capacity might be lower at the moment and that's okay and you might not be able to function in a way that you normally have. There might be a lot of competing demands or emotional pressures happening for you and it's just about thinking what are those priorities and where do I need to focus the majority of my time and energy right now and everything else can wait and it's not that it's going to just fall off a cliff. It's just you've got to manage these seasons and know what needs the time and the energy from you right now so that you don't burn out and you don't overdo it because then you're basically no help to anybody. <laughs> and then I think one of the final things that has really helped me like remain calm and you know somewhat capable over the last three months is 
more of a mindset perspective and that's around the fact that this is just a season and it's a phase. I am not going to be in the first trimester of this pregnancy forever. I am already not, like I'm already in the second trimester and I can already see the light. I'm feeling so much less tired, so much less nauseous. I'm hoping that pregnancy glow starts to unfold all over me and I can really start to feel like my capacity is increasing. And you know, I think it can be so easy when you're in a really busy season to get so consumed by it and feel like, you know, it's never going to end or it feels so long and deep in the moment and all consuming. But if we can take a bit of a step back and just say, you know, this is a moment in time, like I'm going to look back at this in an three months, six months, a year, and it's just going to be like a moment in time. And you know, a moment where I've learned so much about myself and my own capacity as well and learning new expectations about, you know, how to manage myself and what is possible for me and that it's okay not to be that productivity powerhouse all of the time and that that's often what can lead to things like burnout when you just put too much pressure on yourself to put too much on your plate learning to say no has been huge learning to ask for help has been huge like obviously I've been doing those things before now but I think when you're really in the deep trenches of a difficult period those things become even more apparent and you have this inner strength that you build around new ways to support yourself saying no putting boundaries in place asking for help changing your expectations of what's possible just doing the best you can with what you've got like I sort of said to myself I'm showing up the best that I can and I know that's not the best version of me like I know I can be better than this obviously but based on what my body is delivering me at the moment and you know all of the different circumstances that we're juggling I'm saying to myself that this is you know this is the best that I can do with what I've got and that's enough you know that's enough for all of us when you know you're just trying to navigate this and and do the best with what you can and when you can get additional supports around that when you feel like you've got the ability to expand your capacity in really small ways that just makes an even more profound difference like every time I felt like I had the capacity to google something or tap into a support or reach out to a friend or have a conversation with someone about where I was at All of that, those little shifts when I felt able to made a huge difference that expanded my capacity that allowed me to take on more in any particular day or to feel more strength to move through, you know, those crippling nights where you feel so, so sick. And yeah, I feel like that's a big one just if you are going through it at the moment for whatever reason. Uh, And I mean, there was things going on over the last three months that I haven't even mentioned because they're not my story to tell and Um, you know that's okay too but like we've always got so many different things going on in life and that's what life is it happens you know there's things that happen to other people there's things that happen to the people that we love we can't always control all of those external factors but we can control how we respond to it okay and that's such a big part of like calm cabana and the mission behind it and especially like the programs and trainings that I run, it's around bringing back that control to yourself, being the calm controller of your life where you get to respond to what's presented around you and you get to choose rather than just reacting and feeling like, you know, you're the victim or that you've got no say in the matter or that life's just happening to you. That's not true. You know, if we can bring that power back and sometimes it's hard to do, sometimes you can get lost in that helplessness of the moment, 
but if you can bring your attention back to the fact that you can consciously choose and decide differently it can make such a massive difference to how your day plans out and how you choose to go about your day and respond to it so I just wanted to leave you with that and hopefully that empowers you as well if you have been through a busy season like I have over the last three months I think there are just still so many key ways you can support yourself and create calm and I put together a whole masterclass around this I've spoken about it in previous episodes but it is all about my backpack method which basically supports you with carrying this heavy backpack in your life or you know when it starts to feel like the load's getting too great what you can start to do in the moment to support yourself if you're getting anxious overstimulated overwhelmed this is really great and it's really simple you can do these three steps in as little as five minutes or you can be more intentional with it and really think about it but if you want to watch that masterclass, you can it's available for free and I'll pop the link in the show notes for that as well if you think I don't have time to watch a masterclass, like uh, masterclass trainings that's why I created this I created this to save you time to create more time because you're going to be more focused you're going to be more intentional you're going to be more responsive and you're not going to be operating and treading water from survival mode which eats up time it wastes time you're going to be coming from like a rational thoughtful logical place where you can make decisions and act like act in a way that aligns well with you I'll pop that link in the show notes as well and I will also pop the link like I said for the Calm Collective if you want to check that out and have a little bit of a look at that if you have any questions about anything or just want to come and chat to me and uh, talk about my story and my um, last few months uh, or share you know where you're at in your life if you're in a busy season as well and uh, if any of this has resonated with you I would love to hear from you you can find me at calm underscore cabana on Instagram send me a DM and say hi or you can also send me an email at hello at calmcabana.com.au and I would love to have a chat but I hope you found this helpful insightful and can take the lessons that I've learned as well over the past few months to stay more cool calm and connected and take them and implement in your own life if you need thanks so much for being here I will catch you in the next episode Thanks so much for listening to this episode and I hope you found this conversation helpful. If you would like to connect further, I'd love to see you over on Instagram at calm underscore cabana or you can check out all of our products, services and events for mental health and wellbeing support at www.calmcabana.com.au and if you'd like any additional support from me personally, you can also sign up for my Calm Calendar mini course which steps you through how to structure your day so that you can wake up in the morning and feel good when you look at your calendar or my signature program the calm code which supports you to dive into my four steps to creating more calm from the inside out and really being able to strengthen your emotional resiliency toolbox so that you can show up out of survival mode and be more calm and effective in your day-to-day And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear what you thought, or you can also leave a review or rating, or you can share it on your socials as well so that more people can find this podcast and access support. Thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.